The Camogie Show. Proudly sponsored by Liberty Insurance. Managers and, and, and players on the sideline, like everybody looks at a game from the sideline view. Everybody has a full view of the pitch then. When they look left, they can see the whole end of the pitch. When they look right, they can see the whole end of the pitch. A referee hasn't got that view. A referee only has the view of what's in front of them. To be honest, I don't think the physicality has changed at all, really, especially from us, the referee. He came down and spoke to us. He says, you know, I'm not going to allow you shoulder. If, if it's a contest, you can push each other a slight bit, but you have to go into the ball. So kind of there's still that grey area around the second. The Camogie Show. Proudly sponsored by Liberty Insurance. Welcome along to the Kogi Show, sponsored by Liberty Insurance. It is episode two. I'm Valerie Wheeler and I'm joined by Neve Mulcahy and Aoife Sheehan. So, unfortunately, there wasn't much action this weekend, all thanks to Storm Kira. There was results in Division 2, Group 2. So, Mead beat Cork, uh, six points to three. So, now Mead have two wins there. Storm Kira, though, did prevent everything, but it's nice that the Camogie were clever enough and smart enough, ladies, to call these off considering teams are travelling. Yeah, I think it was great. And I think it was great that it was um, a blanket, that every, every game was called off on Sunday. So, that it took you know the hassle for different teams going oh is ours going to be off and half travelling somewhere on a bus and then you know you get halfway there and it's called off so I think it was really really good it was um, really proactive by the Camogie Association and um, I hope it won't give them any fixture headaches down the line but there's surely enough weekends there but yeah fair play to them um, because in fairness they get enough stick when things go wrong but I think that was a really good way to approach um, the storm and it was in the interest of everyone like supporters players and everyone you know alike that was involved in it so yeah thumbs up yeah Neve we were discussing earlier on that we don't think there will be a, a headache with fixtures because there is a few weekends that they could slot them into yeah um, there there's a few weekends there and I suppose with no semi-finals maybe that's one of the reasons why the the Camogie Association got rid of them you know is that they were foreseeing this maybe happening but um, it'll be interesting to see when they are refixed I suppose they might want to leave the, the club finals alone that weekend but there there could be an option there to play them the Saturday maybe um, but I'd echo what Aoife said there, fair play to the Camogie. Um, I think the the blanket calling off of all games was probably the right thing to do um, in terms of it wouldn't have been really fair to have some teams playing in horrendous conditions and then other games being put off to other weekends where the weather might be better. So uh, Meads and Cork intermediates through the short straw on the Saturday um, playing, but look, Mead will be delighted to get their second win there um, I think they'll be looking to bounce back up to, to senior next year in the league so they've gotten off to a very good start so far Yeah I know it can't have been good I suppose playing in that condition because Saturday evening was quite poor as well We're lucky to be herself today if had to snow and a mad outside Oh yeah I have to trudge through with the old shovels and everything there battery <laughs> in the door and spin um, Yeah it was mad it seemed to be only just outside Limerick though so um, yeah it's very lucky to be here now Very lucky to be here <laughs> Very dedicated right. I think you'd say <laughs> All for the cause of Camogie. All for the cause is right. Now, we don't have much to talk about this weekend or from last weekend, mind you, but this weekend, it is a big weekend in the colleges. It is Ashburn. I know there's two teams out this weekend, UCC and DCU and UL and WIT. I know it's going to be um, a huge occasion for both uh, games this weekend, but UL going for five in a row. Yeah, um, it's always a brilliant weekend and I think it's brilliant the fact that they're playing all three competitions Um the same weekend, you know, they've done it for the past couple of years and promises to be a brilliant weekend at Camogie. You know, it's nice that the Purcell and the Father Maher kind of get centre stage as well. Obviously, the the big two games would, will be the Ashburn Cup where UL are playing WIT in the semi-final and UCC are playing DCU and 
with UL going for five in a row, I think they'll they'll be hot favourites going into it. And I think you'd want to be very brave to, to bet against them this weekend. Aoife, what are we making of these both two games the weekend? Which can you see coming from either side? Um, I suppose UL, um, they have a really professional outfit. They have, you know, the tradition behind them. Um, I won a few Ashburns with UL back in the day. And oh. Well, there she goes. Oh, sorry, that nice club. Drop there. <laughs> but it used to be the best weekend ever. We just had a great crack. And Eva, uh, we were there for the crack now, or the camogie. <laughs> no, it was the camogie, the time better, but we always embraced the crack afterwards as well. Uh, but it's it's such a brilliant weekend, and um, like for all teams and for more players involved, it's you know a chance to really showcase your camogie. But you get to play with players from other counties that you know, especially. You wouldn't get to play with, obviously, um, otherwise. But um, I think you will. And UCC are always knocking around. And I don't. I think they haven't won it in years. Is it 17 years or something they haven't won it in? So they'll be looking. But um, it's hard to kind of call any of them. But just from looking at the UL outfit, I've been familiar with a good few of even. I think there's five or six Limerick girls in that setup. Um, they'll be definitely, you know, ones to watch. And ones to, you know, the people will want to knock them off their perch. Yeah, you mentioned that they have a professional setup. They do. There's plenty of uh, lists down the side here. Physiotherapists, mental skills, coach, diet video analysis stats and everything but it's, do you think that's the way things are going now in college setups Neve, that they have everything behind them yeah um, I suppose college setups now are, are nearly more like inter-county setups and it's a shorter season so you know those people in the backroom team I suppose they don't have to commit maybe for as long as, as you would in an inter-county setup but uh, look a lot of those could be people involved in the college people doing different courses you know but it, it's brilliant to see in Camogie that those types of people are, are getting involved you know with the female teams because mm. you know it's often you'd, you'd only see it with the men's teams so look fair play to you Ellen um, I'm sure other other colleges are, are picking up and, and using that as well How are we seeing UCC and DCU going who do you think is going to come out on top there? Um, on paper you'd say that UCC you know look look to be that bit stronger, stronger but um Ashburn weekend you know the weather never tends to be never tends to be good so um, it could go it could go either way I I think UCC you know they have a lot of experience um, in the Ashburn you know they've, they've come through a good few semi-finals but um, I think if it all depends on the weather like you know you'd be hoping that it clears up for the weekend and that you get two cracking games and a cracking games uh, final then on Sunday but um, if the weather is the way it is now like you know, all all four teams will definitely fancy their chances. Yeah, Eva, as you mentioned, you have a few Ashburns you'd like to drop there earlier on. <laughs> but the weekend in itself, you mentioned playing with other players and then going back to your own counties. I mean, like yeah. it must be nice to be able to get on with other county players. I know that you experienced it, Eva, on the All-Star Tour. You know, you meet these girls outside and you realise that you don't want to kill each other, really. It's only on the pitch. Yeah, and you form friendships for life, too, as well. Like, I mean, if I if I run into any of the, the girls that I would have played Ashburn with, you'd have a great chat with them. It's always great to meet them, you know what I mean? And you, you keep those memories for life. Um and in terms of like training and like I think it was some of the hardest training that I've ever done was in UL out in Maguire's field it's completely changed now I think it's state the art <laughs> set up <laughs> we used to be in mud up to our knees and even running up and down the hills out in UL but um, yeah it's it's great to play with players that you wouldn't normally play with and I think it's it's a good thing too I used to love challenging myself against players that you know you'd feel if they're winning on Ireland's like with the likes of maybe Cork or if they were you know doing well with Galway or Tip or whatever that you'd feel if you can perform with them that look you can kind of you know go with the best of them so yeah it used to be it's a really good experience. It's a brilliant weekend uh, as well for spectators. I've I've gone the last couple of years and when you well have been hosting it and um, it's probably as close as you get to, to championship pace at this time of year. 
Um, so I'd encourage, you know, a big, big crowd to go down to WIT, I think, are hosting it. Um, but it's a fantastic weekend, you know, and as I said, having the three competitions on um, means that there's a lot of games on and there's always something to be watching. So I just encourage as many, you know, especially with um, no games on in the Littlewoods Camogie League, you know, that uh, I'd encourage a big crowd to go down and support the girls. Yeah, definitely. As Neve said, everyone get down and support. There's a lot of action on there the weekend and a, a lot of skills and skillful players going to be on show and it's definitely going to be well worth heading down there. That is it from us this week. We do not have fixture updates yet, all thanks to Stormcare. So I'm sure if you keep an eye on the Camogie Association's Twitter account and their website that you'll find all the fixtures that you needed. Best luck to everyone in the Ashburn this weekend. Thank you to Neve and... Aoife again for this week coming in. Thanks, ladies, for braving the elements. No bother. No Thanks, problem. The Camogie Show. Proudly sponsored by Liberty Insurance. Joining us this week on our podcast is, of course, referee Ray Kelly. Ray, welcome to The Camogie Show. Thanks, Valerie. Thanks for being Great for having you on. It's nice to get, I suppose, a referee's um, point of views on these kind of things that we're chatting about this week. Now, we're, I suppose, starting a Littlewoods League this year with new rules. How are you finding them, first off, Ray? Yeah, look, it's it, well, it, it's good in one sense, I suppose, I suppose for the players and the managers and spectators as well. Like you know, the bit, a bit more physicality is very good for for the game. I think it's kind of evolving very quickly, and I suppose it's going further and further towards the men's game. These girls are training as hard, or if not harder, than some of the men that are playing the hurling these days, and they're well able to both take a hit, give a hit, and poke the ball as far as any hurler can. Yeah, I know. We have six new rules trialing at the moment. How are you finding keeping track of them on the pitch? Oh, your head will be done in sometimes because your concentration level has gone from already being at a high level mm. to even higher again. And when you're running at speed to try and keep an eye on everything that's going on around you, uh, some of the rules are, are good. You can you can catch them straight away. Some of them not so quick because like, they like to drop into the hurl. Now, I thought that was probably my most difficult one on uh, Saturday night last when I'd done the Cork game. Um, it, it was good. It was it was. A very entertaining game, I felt anyway, and I just thought maybe the dropping of the hurl was probably the one I probably struggled most with. Right, okay, and which one are you liking the most? Which one thinking is better suiting um, the game? I think physicality is very good for the game. Now, obviously, physicality within reason is what people have to remember. You can't just go in full hearted and show people how you're way to win a ball. It has to be done within reason, and I suppose minimal force is a word we use commonly in the Camogie Association. And I think it has to it has to remember that when you're challenging for a ball, it must be with minimal force, and it must be with an attempt to win the ball, and not just to knock your player off the ball, knock her to the ground, or whatever the case may be. So once it's done fairly, I suppose referees are happy to let it go that little bit more. Just once it is done fairly and not in a, in a malicious way. like. Yeah, and do you feel added pressure as a referee nowadays, Ray, with I suppose a lot of people that are, it's easy go online now and it's easy have a go at the referee for maybe a decision that they don't like? Well, look, the referee is always the fall guy at the end of the day. Like, there's always a winner, there's always a loser. And unfortunately, that's the way the game is and that's where competitions are. I mean, Teams train so hard all year round and they lose a match by a point or two points or three points. It's very easy for them to turn around and blame the referee. But in, in hindsight, they need to remember that a lot of people don't understand the full rules of camogie uh, compared to hurling. People think that, you know, like it is, it is a hurling game. But realistically, it's not. We have our own set of rules that we're governed by. And unfortunately, when people don't know the full set of rules, it's very easy for them to criticise uh, the referee more so than anybody else. They like number six could have a bad game or number or midfielder could have a bad game but if the referee has a bad game it's noted more and if the referee could make one bad decision in a whole game and his whole game is ruined by the, that one specific decision so I think it's very unfair for people to criticise referees without looking at it from their point of view more so and realising that us as referees 
are human as well at the end of the day mm. and we have lives outside of the Camogie Association and I suppose in recent years people have been targeted and you know this social media campaign against hate against referees is really I think overhyped I think in a sense like you know I think they need to concentrate more on where they went wrong as a team or where their players went wrong or, or if their team made a, a bad call or a manager made a bad decision like it, it all goes back to the whole game not just one whole decision it's just the whole game in general like if 60 minutes to win a game and a referee could make a bad call in two seconds and that's what he's blamed for so no I think I think players and minders need to step back a little bit and review their own game first before they attack a referee straight after a match Yeah how do you deal with that abuse I mean like as you said you've a life outside of this referee and I know you've worked during the week and how do you deal with the online abuse? Um, I ignore it to be honest which I don't uh, I'm actually not on any of the social medias I, I don't believe in it I don't. I think it's very wrong it's very easy for people to send a text message or, or write up a post about somebody when it's not face to face but when they're face to face they don't say half as much so I think I kind of stay away from that kind of area um, yes we all make bad decisions don't get me wrong but we only have a split second to make that decision uh, literally less than a second by the time you get the whistle to your mouth or some referees have the whistle in the mouth and it's a split second we have a decision to make and us as referees, we all know referees never change their mind. I've yet to see a referee change his mind after blowing a whistle. So I think if a referee did change his mind, it's going to show a sign of weakness to, to every decision that he makes from that, game, that point onwards. So referees will never change their mind. So mm. people need to just get on with the game. He's made a decision. Yes, it might be the right decision. No, it might be the wrong decision. And I'm sure when they look back on it, on the, a lot of teams now record their games, and I'm sure when they look back on it, they'll probably say, oh yeah, look, the referee was actually right with the, with the call he made. So I think people just like but me myself personally I don't I don't listen to the hype yes mm. I get abused the whole time it happens in every game but we just have to ignore that and concentrate on our own game and if we make a mistake we'll put our hands up afterwards say apologise and that's it game over yeah because you are human like there is days where you'll have a bad day at the office and I'm sure you feel it too coming off that field yeah look especially with the high profile games um, and I find that myself personally managers and, and, and players on the sideline like everybody looks at the game from the sideline view everybody has a full view of the pitch then when they look left they can see the whole end of the pitch when they look right they can see the whole end of the pitch a referee hasn't got that view a referee only has the view of what's in front of him and the referee can only call what he sees in front of him and he can't call something that he can't see if you have a player standing with her back to you and she throws the ball in front of her you can't see her throwing that ball because you can't even see the ball mm. yet we're told to get into a better position and try to go around the side and have a look at the, the better view of the, of the challenge if we can. But sometimes you're not in a position because the ball could be 20 or 30 yards away from you. And all you can see is what's in front of you. I know managers shout and roar, ask you through the ball, ref. But they're seeing it from a side-on view where they have a full view of the pitch and they can see everything that's going on. Unfortunately, we don't referee the, the, the game from the sideline. So we've got to be up and down that pitch and only see what's in front of us and try and get a better view of what's going on. So that's where it's difficult for I suppose, managers and referees to get on together because they have a better view of the, of the whole pitch whereas we only have a view of what's in front of us. We haven't got eyes in the back of our head, I suppose, if that is the word to use. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people in the stand claim they're referees during the game as well, Ray. I'm sure you hear that a lot, a lot of the oh, views. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of referees out there, I'd say, in the stand. <laughs> and I, I would love if, if someday we had a little kind of, a, a, I suppose, a little sporting game where we had certain managers from high-profile teams coming in and refereeing a game at 10 minutes <laughs> see they get on. there and let them see how they get on and see how they feel after walking off the pitch. Right, I know that I don't want to really bring this up, but there was a bit of drama in Limerick recently between the drama between Limerick and Tip and the score after the game. Now, I know these things happen in the game and a lot of mistakes happen, but as a ref, Ray, would you like to see a bit of extra support in the sideline for maybe keeping those scores and helping you with time? Um, 
I don't, I don't, I don't think so. No, I, okay. I don't believe so. I don't, I don't think that would help because, like, people on the sideline again, they, they could be talking to somebody or somebody could be talking to them, and they could miss a score. I've had it plenty of times where people would be keeping a score on the sideline, and they come in at half time and that ref side, let's get a score up there, please. And you could give them a score update of five points to four, and they say, "Oh, Jay, I had a five points to three. I must have missed one." Oh. So, um, yeah, I don't think that would help benefit more. Okay. I think maybe that we should maybe probably give our umpires that bit more. Uh, would you say responsibility? Uh, yeah, because like they, oh, well, my 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 umpires now, I have two of them to keep the score and two of them to keep the time. And if we have a, a scoreboard in the stand, I always get one of them to keep nine the scoreboard to make sure that's correct at all times. And the other one, the other end, will keep his own scorecard and a pen in his pocket. And every time then there's a score, he'll write it down. The other lad will check the scoreboard. And two minutes before the half time, I'll just do a score check. And they'll both come on, come on to my walkie-talkies and say, ref, I have it at 1-4 one, one to 1-4. One and I'll check my book and we'll, we'll be correct. Most of the time we're correct. Or if we've ever a doubt, we'll say, okay, just come with some time score check, please. And we do that two minutes before the first half and two minutes before the second half ends. And it kind of just makes it just a clarity for yourself when you're walking off the pitch. You know you've done the right game. You know you've got the right score and you're happy walking off the field. Great. I know these days you get plenty of praise as well after the All-Ireland last year. There was a load of praise for you letting the game flow. And I suppose you were awarded by that trip all thanks to Liberty to New York, Ray. Yeah, listen, Liberty have been great supporters of Camogie for for years now and, and please God will continue to, to grow with us. Um, they're, they're, they're always there and I think you ever need anything off them. They're brilliant that way. Um, I couldn't thank them enough for, for the trip that I got. Uh, they looked after me very well. Uh, got plenty of gear off them. Uh, anything I needed out there, they came straight over to me. I had to go give a seminar when I was over there and they made sure that I got looked after very well. We got food every day. It was just it was a pleasure really to be, be around them and please God they're going to continue to grow with us and stay with us for the next couple of years What was it like getting to know the girls off the pitch right? getting to know their personalities and having to crack them and now facing going back into games them, them, them having to take you seriously again Well I, you know something it was actually very good uh, to, to get to know them off the off field because I, I first met them I suppose really at the All-Star Awards night uh, a couple of months back and we actually got to let our hair down and relax with them and we were able to have a few drinks with them a few of us made a few dance moves on the dance floor, which probably, you know, you kind of think back next day to the that. But it was great because it was just a relaxed area. We were able to just enjoy ourselves, be ourselves. And it was good for them to come and talk to us and say and get our point of view on how we feel refereeing games and what we think of them as, as camogie players too. And like I refereed the game obviously recently with the court game there and a few of the girls in Waterford and a few of the girls that were on that trip come up to me and it was actually nice to say, say hello to them in a personal capacity mm. rather than a... Uh, serious notes, you know, so they, they do realise that we're human as well, like, so it was good that way, and I'm sure going forward now, they'll, they'll see my point of view, as I was explaining to them when we are out there, you know, my point of view was, as a referee on the pitch, it's very easy for them to say, oh, Ray, I can see exactly where you're coming from now. Mm. So it, it is good that way, and I think the abuse factor from the players in particular is a lot less now than it has been in years previous. Yeah, well, Ray, thank you so much for coming on. You've been great, and continued success as referee, and let's hope you, that people realise you're human too, all right, Ray? Yeah, listen, appreciate that and thanks for being and it's good to get my view out there and I'm sure there's most referees out there probably have the same view and hopefully together as a group going forward we can kind of cut down on the abuse of referees and maybe understand that they have a, a big part to play in games and hopefully they can see exactly where we're coming from. Thanks a million, Ray. Thanks, Harry. Appreciate that. The Camogie Show. Proudly sponsored by Liberty Insurance. On The Camogie Show this week we have a dear lady, Quiva Coslo. Quiva, welcome. Good evening, how are you? Great flying it. Look, you had a great year last year, Quiva, and you obviously want to take it a step further this year. Let's get straight into it, Limerick. Yes, yeah, I suppose last year was 
great for us. I suppose it was the first time in a long time that we reached the quarterfinals and reached knockout stages. Um, so I suppose looking into 2020, you kind of want to make progress on that to ensure that things are going the right direction for Limerick. Yeah, I'm sure they are. I know, look, as he thought, you got off to a good start in the league about two weeks ago, but there was a small bit of controversy at the end. You thought it was a draw, and that's what you were told, and afterwards you realised that Tipperary got the win. Strange, strange yeah. thing to happen. Yeah, I suppose it's not it's not a nice thing to happen, you know, kind of when you're kind of preparing for a match, and um, I suppose there was an awful lot of kind of unknown after the match whether we'd actually drawn the game or not. I think maybe about five or ten minutes ago, say the, the referee was calling it as one seven, and say the scoreboard has a one six. So during the match, I probably you probably don't think about it as much and kind of say, oh, we might have missed the score here or there, you know, in the height of it. But um, I think, look, to be honest, the fair result, the result was the result, and we ended up losing by a point. And if the shoe was on the other foot, you know, and we were in temporary position, um. You know, you kind of be disappointed that if you had if the if Justa hadn't been served, and I think we scored six points at the end of the day, and we probably maybe need to look at ourselves and how we can improve that going forward because six points um, won't win many games, and it didn't win it last last weekend either. Can something like this have an effect in a game, Quiva? Because you're told you're you're drawing, and you know maybe if you were told you were a point down, you might have done something different. Like Eva said, you might have all been told push up, and something different could have been said to you from the sideline if you knew, though. Yeah. Oh no, that's the thing, and I suppose maybe that's maybe why our county board feel a little bit aggrieved by it. That you probably would have gambled, say, with a point to go, and especially this year when there's no kind of semi-finals. You know, it's kind of nearly knockout from the very very first game, and I suppose. Yeah, as Aoife said, you probably would have tried something different. You probably would have maybe even gone with five at the back and pushed on because we'd already lost Rebecca at that stage to her injury. And, um, you know, we kind of rallied after Rebecca's injury. So you kind of, if we'd known we were point down and not been told that we were in, indeed a, a draw, things could have been different. But then I kind of like to think that when it's a draw, you could nearly push on for the win as opposed to being settling with the draw as well, you know. True, you released a statement that you were looking for the interest. Was there any clarification from the Camogie on this, Quiver, or have he just left it going out this stage? Um, well, I, I don't, well, it wasn't, that wasn't kind of, players didn't request that uh, statement. So um, we didn't really know much about the statement going out, only that the county board uh, looked to address certain issues like the fourth official and things like that, you know, to help kind of, I suppose, with the flow of the game a bit more and that the referee would have had another uh, another score taker or something like that. But, look, it's the first round of the league and I don't think players, we can get bogged down in it. You know, it's just the way the things are. And, look, we'll, we'll go again now in two weeks when I'm playing Galway. You can, of course. I know you've new rules. How are you finding them? Are you finding them difficult to kind of, I suppose, play, have use in your play or are you finding them nice and better towards the game? I don't think it, it has. It definitely hasn't had a negative impact on the game so far. You know, we probably only had the first the first day out of it the other day, and I suppose something that maybe players need to learn is we've become so accustomed to being allowed dropped at hurley, and I think maybe the referee let it go a few times that it kind of looked like the hurley was being pulled. But you know, I think maybe girls are a little bit used to being able to drop the hurley, so it's probably something that players need to kind of learn to you know just to get out of that habit. But overall, I'm. You know, kind of the most disappointing one, I suppose, is is the contact. I think that was kind of a big one that players have been calling for. And, you know, 
these rules were supposed to bring a small more clarification to it, but to be honest, I don't think the physicality has changed at all, really, especially from what the referee, he came down and he spoke to us. He says, I'm not going to allow you shoulder. If, if it's a contest, you can push each other a slight bit, but you have to be going for the ball. So kind of, there's still that grey area around the tackling. But in terms of the other rules, I think they've added to the game. And I think um, it's just a great sign that Camogie can evolve and that we're not going to stand still and wait for things to change around us, you know? Yeah, I know I've seen a few games now and the referee has left a lot of contact happen, which is great for the game. That's what you want. You want to be getting stuck in there. But for a referee to be like, oh, I don't, I don't, won't be letting that go. It's kind of a bit frustrating and you said a grey area that you don't know what is too much contact now and what's not. Yeah, exactly. I don't think that rule hasn't really brought any any clarity to what actually is allowed and what's not allowed. And I don't think really too much has changed from, say, the old rule to this rule. But... As long as I suppose before the game that the referee is open to having that conversation maybe with the captain or coming down and speaking to the players maybe for a minute or two about what he expects and what he'll allow. Um, because the referee that we had against Keep apart from say the scoring mishap, he was excellent. He let the game go. He was he was happy to explain what his decision on the field and that's kind of I think that kind of helps the player small bit and helps understand yeah. like say what the free has been given them against it or whatever. So, um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing now maybe another game under our belts with these new rules. Um, say, do we improve with them and kind of get another idea of against a different team as to what we can expect going forward, hopefully. Yeah, you mentioned Rebecca Lee earlier. I know that she went down at a serious injury the night she played Tipperary. Is there any update on her injury? Yeah, I suppose um, it's still, it's, it's, it's unconfirmed as of yet. Um, as to the extent of her injury, uh, she had an MRI there last week and initial results don't look good for her. But, um, you know, Rebecca is an incredible player and I've played with her a very long time. And uh, to see her in that much pain was, wasn't easy to see. And all I can do is wish her the best. And no matter what, what the outcome is, whether it's her cruciate or or not, um, you know, we're a tight bunch of players and mm. we look after her as best we can and we'll, we'll, we'll rally around her. Yeah, we're definitely going to wish her a speedy recovery and hope it's nothing too serious. Galway next now, are you looking forward to taking on the All-Ireland Champions, Quiva? Yeah, absolutely, I suppose. We've nothing to fear, really. Galway, incredible champions, some of the best commodity players in the country and, you know, I think they proved last year um, just how good collectively they are. Um, it'll be a nice test for us, you know, to see maybe this early on areas that we need to improve on and things like that. So, yeah, looking forward to playing them and hopefully uh, the weather will be a bit kinder to us than was uh, this weekend, say, with some of the games cancelled. Yeah, hopefully they won't be. I know a lot of them maybe will be clashing with the Ashburn next weekend and stuff, which is a bit of a nightmare for everyone involved. But look, thank you so much, Creeper, for coming on. Best of luck against Galway, all right? Cool. Thanks a million, Valerie. The Camogie Show. Proudly sponsored by Liberty Insurance.